You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, welcome back to another episode of Buff Lab. Mike, what's going on? We are not even close to being ready. <laughs> Hell yeah, we are. We're firing it up right now. Your your camera's not even up. That's fine. Put it up then. Oh my god! Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. This is episode one thirty two. <laughs> hey man, thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah, well, that'll do. Turn it a little bit more so you get more of the. There you go. Crushed it. See, now everybody knows kind of what's going on here. This is how we start every episode. Am I even in this? Yeah, man, you're good. How's it going today? You doing all right? I'm a dumpster fire. <laughs> Look at this. I still got to pour my good old John L. Sullivan's <laughs> Irish whiskey. Make sure you pick it up at Addie's. Uh, it's 25 bones for a our- 750, right? Yeah. How about our other sponsors today? You want to talk about them? 750 milliliters. No, because I'm still. I I got a pour. I got to get situated. Can you take this off the table? You and your four gallon water bottle. Um, While Mike pours, I'll introduce our sponsor. Can you tip me up a little bit? Like I feel like my head's cut off here. Like my God, you know what I'm saying? You're so needy. What I get for starting so early, we got meetings to attend after this, and then I got to eat some dinner. So we're going to do another, you're probably getting all seasick from this, but we're going to do another round of double episodes where we're going to try to talk. I'll fix it. Don't worry about it. We're going to try to talk for an hour and a half, and then, no, you're fine. Sit down. You're good. I'll do it. We're going to try to talk for an hour and a half so you guys have episodes because we're going to be out of town for a little bit. So we'll get to that in a second. But thank you to our sponsors. First of all, Queen City Creative Works. They're basically an Etsy shop on steroids. They can do whatever you want. It's a husband and wife that own the business. They're good friends of ours, and they do amazing work like this table right here. And they also have done our water bottle and bottle opener that Mike has in front of him right now. They're currently for sale on their website at queencitycreativeworks.com. You can go over there and buy them. They're very relatively cheap. 
basically for what you're getting they're very good products and they're going to last forever they're laser engraved so it's not like it's going to wear off laser. every time you wash it so it's, it's a very good product go over there queencitycreativeworks.com you can also buy anything else that they have for sale they're very reasonably priced and they do amazing work so go hit them up also this episode is sponsored by high peaks they take your marketing of your business to another level they basically elevate it to drone levels, if you get what I'm saying. They are a drone company that can basically market your business in video form and take pictures, I guess. But basically, video form, they can do first-person drone views throughout the house if you're selling a house. They can do basically anything that you want with drones. So go hit them up at www.highpeaksimage.com and let them know that we sent you because they are also good friends of ours as well. So, Mike, what's going on? Uh, today's useless fact is brought to you by my brother-in-law, Frank. All polar bears are left-handed, which will, I'm sure, cause a massive discussion with you. So let me quickly pull up uh, DuckDuckGo and ask your first question, which is, I already know, why are polar bears... No, how do we know polar bears are left-handed? How do we know... It's a pretty accurate first question. Polar bears are left-handed. How does he know polar bears are left-handed? It's it's a useless fact that I've also seen like multiple times. Um, truth behind the myth. Unfortunately, there's no evidence to back up the claim <laughs> that all polar bears are left-handed. According to DuckDuckGo, which that first source is uh, mirror.co.uk, which this means... Uh, Frank, you're fired. So that is the way the cookie crumbles. But let's see. Um, okay. Wow. This is a dissertation. <clears throat> Can animals be right-handed or left-handed? I bet it has to do with how they eat and hold toys. Like, for a dog, if they hold it with their right paw, they're just assuming that it's a predominant paw. Certainly pet cats and dogs can be right or left pawed. In my experience, there are equal quantities of right and left pawed cats and dogs, depending which was the first paw the animal used after birth. Others have claimed a preponderance of left pawed cats. I don't think any serious scientific study has ever been done. Um, that is per Susan Deal, Sheffield, UK. Dan Whaley from Amsterdam, Netherlands, said apparently all polar bears are left-handed. They sneak up on prey by covering their nose with their right paw, their nose being black and therefore showing up against the snowy white background, then club it mercilessly with their left paw, which is why they probably assume that it's left-handed. Um, Frank, you're rehired. Uh, <laughs> Japanese scientists noticed that when chimpanzees used rocks to break open nuts pause they would either <laughs> always use their left or right hand so chimps may also be left or right-handed maybe they're just working on their weak side dominance right do you eat okay so when you First eat of all do i use a fork in my left hand yeah where do you put your my fork right in your hand knife? yeah my right hand uses the fork my left hand cuts really yeah i'm the other way around but you're right-handed yeah my knife is in my right hand just this, in case I gotta stab someone in the middle of the dinner. <laughs> your knife's in your right hand. Why? Who taught you that? I don't know. I just feel more comfortable with the knife because I feel like I don't have the coordination to cut in a straight line with my left hand. So if I'm in the right hand, it's more of like a 
easy cut. I can put a lot but of more I pressure. Can, I can do both. Yeah. You can oh, do yeah. both, Be, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you're not. Have you ever thought that you're ambidextrous? Like, can you write with your left hand or is it a debacle? Oh, it's an abomination. Really? Um, I can actually do it. I can shoot both hands. Oh, okay. With both eyes, but it's um, strange. It kind of feels weird, but you can do it. Just train. You know? I actually recently threw a football with my left hand. Really? That was different. Can you golf left-handed? Absolutely not. I can. I've done it before. Weird flex. I know. We've actually, I can barely golf right-handed, so. We've actually tried that at the uh, at the driving range together, yeah. and I almost broke my club. So anyways, um, housekeeping things. Are single barrels still for sale? Go buy it. You want to turn down the heater? No, We're it feels nice hot, in here. Well, you're the one wearing nine layers. Sure, let me take this off. Pause. There's a TikTok clip. Here we go. <laughs> Keep supporting China. <laughs> China. Did you know that the Toronto Maple Leafs have TikTok on their helmets? Like, how stupid is that? Can you even hear me right now? Is this another reason why, wait, the Toronto Maple Leafs, yeah. the hockey team? No, the baseball team. Toronto Maple Leafs? Yeah. Am I drunk? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's wrong? What don't you know? Because the Toronto Maple Leafs is an NHL team. The Toronto Blue Jays are a baseball team. Right. That's why I said hockey team. No, but then you just said baseball. I didn't say baseball. You didn't? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Did you know that the Toronto Maple Leafs have TikTok on their helmets? We've done like five one-day whiskey <laughs> reviews before we recorded this, so... No, Toronto Blue Jays, the hockey team. No, now you just flipped or, it. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, the hockey team. <laughs> You're screwing with me, Derek. <laughs> Screw it with my mind. Toronto Maple Leafs, the hockey team, okay. has TikTok on their helmet. How does that even work? They're just what sponsored you, by them. What, oh, like a logo of yeah. TikTok? Not like a... A functioning <laughs> screen where you're at the face-off and then someone's just watching a useless reel, TikTok thing, whatever. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, that's that's obnoxious. So housekeeping things. Our single barrels at Addie's, go buy it. Um, it's also at Lexi's Fine Wine and Spirits um, over in Getzville if you wanted to swing by if you were closer to that store. Um, otherwise... We are busy. We just did another interview at Addie's, so again, thank you for letting us use your tasting room. We appreciate that. We sat down with good old friend of mine, Nate Geary, from WGR Sports Radio 550, and talked about his background, which a lot of people don't know, never heard of, and didn't realize his struggle with concussions. So... Uh, that was a fun interview, and then, of course, that instantly went off the rails. There's going to be a round two with him, and we'll most likely be consuming some uh, stimulants. Well, alcohol is a depression. Stimulants, yeah. I was going to say, we're not doing coke. I'm not doing coke. Yeah, let's say it twice. Anyways, um, alcohol is a depressant, right? Sure is. So, anyways. Except tequila. Tequila is a stimulant, which we learned. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yep. 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 Uh, from there, we are... Then we have to book, housekeeping out loud, we have to book all of the interviews with, with the dietitians, the dietitians yeah. and their specialties. <clears throat> so We'll probably do that when we both come back because April's a busy month. Yeah, but we really don't have time with our backlog. Yeah, we do. We got, we got enough. <sighs> it's kind of it's close. We have one that's not even listed in there that's already recorded. What is it? The Selimin one. 
Sellerman's Folly. Oh. Yeah, so we can upload that if we run short on time, but we should be good. That's going to be our saving grace. Um, So, yeah. You're my saving grace. Pause. Outside of that, we have, um, and that was a pause not because it was an innuendo, but because I just wanted to appreciate and respect that. (laughs) The, uh, let's see, what else? What else is going on, dude? There's, so the lateral, transitional, promotional, whatever you want to call it, thing at work is finalized. Insane in the membrane is that whole thing. So Insane, got no brain. Is that what it is? I think so. Anyways. I think that's the whole thing, right? It's a David Spade thing, right? Insane in the membrane? No. I don't think that's a David Spade thing. I think that was an actual song. Well, David Spade said it in Little Dicky, former can child you, star. Can you Google Insane in the Membrane and see what the first thing that pops up? It is a song. Insane in the Membrane. Yeah, who sings Insane. it, though? Insane. Insane in the Membrane. Cypress Hill. Oh, not what I thought then. So anyways. <laughs> um, Lyrics. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, insane in the membrane, insane in the brain. That's all it is. Perfect. Correct. So you can tell that they did very well in life. One hit wonder. David Spade. I'm almost positive David Spade did it. Yeah, Dickie Robert, former child star. Gotcha, okay. Crushed it. Good memory. I used to love that movie, dude. First beep? Nope, not there yet. Probably not. So, okay, uh, weekly recap. We had our BHH quarterly hang. Whoop, whoop. Thanks for Megafan and good old Pat for being on. We yeah. appreciate that. Brandon, uh, what are you doing? He's working, man. He's growing Elon's vision. Listen. So all there's right, that. Don't, all right. OPSEC, bro. You're the worst person to say that. What are you talking about growing Elon's vision? Strike it from the record. Why? <laughs> <laughs> People don't need to know our patrons' jobs, do they? What is, you know, dude? There's like fifty thousand plus people that work for that company. He's okay. Anyways. Oh god. Anyways. Anywho. Um, I installed an exterior drainage bubbler system combo system at my house. My lawn is a dumpster fire. You got to come over and look at it. Perfect. So what about this lateral job? You just glossed over it. Like I was supposed to know what happened. What happened? Why is it settled? What are you talking about? The, all the, all the, uh, like fine details got worked out, schedule got worked out, like money through Friday, benefits, pay, all that stuff. So when does it take place? April 18th is my first week of salary. Is it going to be less stressful for you or more stressful? Are you going to have more time or less time? Are you going to answer any of these questions or no? I have to. I am playing chess with life. Perfect. How you doing? Um, I've, I learned what a pawn is. Did you do that whole rook over and then jump the king thing? What's that called? What's that chess move called when you do that rook thing? I don't know. An oodle loop? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I have no idea. And an oodle loop is regards to like martial arts and self-defense and military action. and Rook over the king. Move. In chess. Super good content. (sighs) 
What is that called? I know what it's called. I just can't remember it. What are we doing here? So, okay. Yeah, can I just answer your yeah, question? Can you please? I've been waiting a while. <laughs> <laughs> so in life, especially at our age, right, everyone is trying to stabilize major pillars of their life, mm-hmm. whether it's work, whether it's their home life, whether it like just stability and consistent elements all the time. So with my initial position, um, I got put into a role that allowed me to learn the products, learn the company, do a couple installs, like dive in with everybody and cross train myself um, by having the most flexible schedule imaginable and basically just like make money, um, work with different people in different ways, focus on effective communication, go down to um, the headquarters in CT. Castle. Okay. Fad Castle. Fad Castle. What about him? Blue Mountain State. No, just castles what the rook over the... Oh. I'm going to castle my king. The chest move. Yeah. Got it. Crush it. So go down to headquarters, learn a bunch there, get a better vision and an idea of like what we're trying to do in Buffalo as a company. The position they wanted to hire me in initially was the one that I just got promoted to. Got it. Cheers. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I said no, because I don't know anything. Like, zero. I don't even know why your carpets are blue. Don't know anything. (laughs) So, put me in sales. I'll be fine. I can learn, and then we can go from there. Lasted six months. Um, I don't know if it's because I was a quote-unquote quick learner, or if it's because I literally just dove in, um, learned everything I possibly could, and then did multiple things outside of my work scope and job title to figure it out. Sure. Then the leadership team within the company figured out what my skill sets are, very similar to your work. Like your work figured out that you are good at A, B, C, and D. What that allowed your work to do is put you in a position to succeed um, while also giving you the option and realistic 
possibilities, I guess, to grow within the company that you're employed by, which is amazing. But you're also salary. You have, you know, you're, it's like bank hours, like whatever. You're all set. 75,000 vacation days. Yeah. 75,000 vacation days. So what I was trying to do was figure out if there's a position within the company that I can move into based off my skill set that would benefit the company and allow myself in six years to become a pivotal piece where they're like, ah, if we ever lost him, we're screwed. Right. So I did that. So now my official title, if there's a title to it, is production manager. So all that means is I'm in charge of working with our warehouse, our director of logistics, who does like all the scheduling and planning, and the service field supervisor slash manager, like depending on what his title is, mm-hmm. and then our field supervisor on getting the guys that are doing all the work, the crews, everything they need, and then putting systems in place to streamline all the work we do. So, for example, say we have eight crews of three guys that are doing A, B, and C things. Right now, it's cumbersome trying to get them loaded up and then out of the warehouse to then drive to their job. Right. So... And it, it's not because there's not the right people in place. It's because there's not enough people in enough places to keep up with what the company is doing. So now I'm salary Monday through Friday, set schedule where it's like 7 to 4.30, do, do what has to be done, and then just grind and help the company grow. And I'm super excited about it. Um, the meetings that I'm in, Every day are strategic. They're future focused. Um, they're system based. Where it's not like we're using Excel. It's like, hey, how can we make this more efficient? And then how do we communicate to every department head so that we're all on the same page? And then what input do they have? And then I'm also in a really cool spot because I can just take like a a company van or whatever, go to a job, and I'm just like, I'm another body. Mm-hmm. Like you're short a guy, like I got you, you know, like I can help out in that way. And that's, that's okay. Like I, I have that ability, which is really cool to me because then I'm hands-on so I can also learn faster, but then B, it kind of builds that trust and rapport with the guys where they're just like, he's not like the other two previous right. guys in this position that feathered out almost instantaneously. So I'm super excited for it. That's cool. So good for you. Thanks, man. So that's, that's that. Um, so the next like 15 to 20 years of my life are just like, set at work and then i can just grow with the company and then rock house so i'm super excited isn't that kind of rewarding for you to see that because even at your current job you didn't really know what the escalation plan was and now that you're in this position now you're like okay i kind of i can see myself in here in this position in five or ten years and being comfortable still because that previous job you didn't have that upward mobility right not to get too much into the weeds, but that's oh, kind of why you wanted to go into like current like company. You, my previous employer, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. And it was, um, but essentially the my so here's here's the major distinction between the two, and both companies are unbelievable to work for, mm-hmm. and there's no hard feelings with anybody across the board. Like I, it's I yeah, it's just it's not there. Like mm-hmm. I'll always I'll never have anything bad to say about my previous employer. Period. Any of them. So. The 
my previous the previous employer that I worked for was at a different state as a company. They've been in business, um, you know, 40, 42 years, and they're just they're flying. They've already reached altitude, and they're just flying, and they're just cruising at altitude at speed. It's on autopilot, and right. they're just cranking. The company that I work for now, yes, has been in business for forty years. However, their new partnership with the headquarters in Connecticut essentially made them a startup within the system, and that system is nationwide. So because of our growth potential, with the backing that we have with them, now it's we were at altitude and we were cruising, and we have a great reputation. People love us. People love the employees and the products and everything else, but now it's we're reaching another level of altitude. So we're going from you know, 15, 20,000 feet to 40,000 feet right. and then regaining our speed and then cruising. And me being in the position that I'm in now within the leadership team allows – like we're all basically pulling back mm-hmm. on the joystick to lift the nose of the plane. And it's so cool because now it's like working for a startup, except that startup has been in business for 40 years. So the infrastructure is already there. You don't have to think about like, well, it's a startup. What's going to happen next month? Am I going right. to get paid? So – all of these really cool benefits are coming in. And then now it's just like the people that are there are never going to leave. And we all have the same mindset and vision. And it's just really fun. Yeah. And it's refreshing. So, and every day is different because every day is a different problem. So, but it's the same, it's, it's within the same industry and realm. So you can deduce and then solve it, but it's just like this came up, this came up. It's just like this is how we're going to fix it. Sure. So it's it's a fun troubleshoot. But yeah, it's it's nuts, dude. Like I'm super excited. That's cool. Yeah. So my leak, I took the hardest test of my entire life. Yeah, dude. dude I was stressed. We got to talk about your experience walking into that jail that they make you test in, which it's like a state-run testing facility. So insane. Dude, it is insane because they put me in a room by myself. Like, first of all, it's not specific to the cert, so I don't know what I could have done. Like, this chick that was sitting next to me for 15 minutes, it's not like I could have asked her what a question was because she's not taking the same exam that I am. So why are there cameras on me all all the time? They're like, take your smartwatch off, give me your cell phone, no computers. I'm like, what am I doing? Do you want to give me clothes too because I wrote on the inside of my shirt? Like, what's going on? But yeah, so I'm a cybersecurity professional. I work cybersecurity uh, outside of the podcast for a local financial institution, and I got certified in... I don't even remember the acronym of the actual certification that I got, so it's probably not good, but it's Certified in Risk Information Systems Controls, C-Risk. I don't, I don't know. But basically, I'm a risk professional, and I transferred into cybersecurity, don't know anything about technology, and I've openly told my boss this all the time. Like, It's funny because I am a person that does not use sound cybersecurity practices in real life. Like my password is like password one. And I joke very frequently about that to my boss. So they all know that I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm a risk professional. So like, that's where my expertise is. So I took this certification to legitimize myself in the cybersecurity space and like future growth within the company is going to be more towards information security risk instead of like, Hey, 
help desk. Like that's not me. Like I'm not a person that's going to be able to diagnose what's wrong with your computer. I'm not that person. I don't know anything about technology. I luckily built my gaming PC and didn't have any issues, but that's because I'm like a competent human and I know to plug things in. People freak out about PCs and like how difficult it is. It's just like, dude, read the manual. You'll see where you got to plug this in. It's not that hard. So I I don't understand that. But anyway, so I took this test, super stressed out. I took this three-day course, and the dude teaching the three-day course was very passionate, but, like, it was over WebEx. So it's really hard to pay attention while you're being taught for eight hours straight when you're in your pajamas, and he's animated over WebEx. Like, it's just really weird to pay attention. And he said, like, Every time that he said something that was a negative, he'd be like, and you cannot, like, shaking his head from side to side through the whole WebEx screen. And I'm like, dude, I am paying more attention to your ticks than I am the content that you're saying. So that wasn't very good because it didn't prep me for this exam. <laughs> but basically, over the past month, I've been taking all these practice tests and studying my head off trying to figure out what I need to do for this. And... I'm sitting there. I'm taking the test. Every question on the test was not in my practice test at all. An example that I've been telling people, like, a question on the practice test would be, like, an apple has more sugars than celery, right? Like, that is a that would be a question on the test. Like, an apple has more sugar than, and then it would list all these options, and then salary would be an answer, and like that would be the answer. That's what you're picking. And the actual exam would be like, what has more sugars, and like a vegetable or a fruit? Like that would be the actual. Like it, it's related. The underlying concept is there, but the actual question is not there. So if you're studying this test to memorize the answers, you're going to be screwed because there's no way that they're going to include that question on the actual exam. I didn't know that. Again, this is my first time taking one of these certifications. So I'm taking this exam, and I'm clicking through all these boxes. I never review my test. In school, I aced everything for some reason. And through college, I aced everything. I just – I don't know why, but I was good at school. I was good at college. But this test stressed me out beyond belief. And then I went back and I reviewed every single answer, which I never do either. I never review my answers because I'm of a sound belief that if you review them, you're going to get it wrong the second time because for some reason you just know it. I don't know how, but you just know it the first time and the second time you're going to get it wrong. So I went back and I reviewed all these tests and then I pressed submit. And then it's like, are you sure you want to press submit? Like I'm on who wants to be a millionaire. It's like, are you sure you want to call, to phone a friend, are you sure? Is this your final answer? It's like, yeah, bro, just submit it. And it's like, okay, cool. Thanks for submitting. How about you take this survey on how this test went? I'm like, just give me my friggin' results because I'm going to stab you in the face. It's a four-hour-long test. So you're sitting in the state-controlled facility for four hours. And then at the end of stressing for three and a half hours, it's like, how was your experience? It's like, shut up. It was terrible. I hate this. I'm not doing this again. <laughs> give me my results. So I take this stupid survey. And at the end, I press submit, and it's like, are you sure? I'm like, yes, I am sure. Give me my results. And then it's spinning, and it's like calculating results, calculating results. It calculated my results for a minute and a half. And it doesn't seem like a while, but if you're stressing, <laughs> relating for these results, because you know if you fail, the financial institution that I work for is not going to pay for me to retake this. 
And it was $4,000 for me to take this course and this test. And if I have to retake this test, it's going to be like $700 out of my own personal pocket. So I'm stressing from that too. So it's like calculating results, calculating results. And it just kept spinning. I'm like, I'm going to lose my mind. She's like, the next people are going to come in. You got to finish up. I'm like, I, I get that, Nance. I have other stuff to do right now. So it kept spinning. And then it finally popped up and said, you passed. And dude, it felt like the world exited my shoulders. And I was just like just a complete sigh of relief because I was so stressed for like the past two weeks on passing this stupid exam that once I saw that pass, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to drink heavily tonight to forget all of this information that I just learned, but also to celebrate that I don't have to sit down with my computer and study again for the 14th night in a row. Did you have so much anxiety and stress that you couldn't comprehend what the screen was telling you yeah. when it first populated. Cause when that, I had the same experience with one of my old employers and I had to get certified through the state and I was, it's the same thing. And when it showed up, the proctor was behind me and I grabbed his arm and it was a death grip come to find out. And I said, what does that say? And I couldn't even read what the words were because I was in such a blur of stress and he's like you're good man you're all set I'm like that's not good enough like I don't know what that like oh I can leave now and he's just like no 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 you passed the test I was so mad where I was just like I need you to be specific he's like dude right there it says you pass I'm like where like I do it to you all the time I'm just like what are you talking about and he's like literally right there and then I like look at it and I'm like oh all right, I won't get fired. <laughs> like, all right, sounds good. I don't, why do they make it that much? Another reason why the state is just the literal worst. I was talking to my boss the entire time leading up to it, too. I'm like, so do I get fired if I fail this? Or like, what What happens after I do this? And, dude, it was the most stressful Did four he say hours no? of my entire life. Oh, yeah. I mean, they don't care. Like, if you, if you fail it, whatever. People fail these exams all the time. And I'm like, Jesus, man. Like, I... I was so stressed because I'm a perfectionist when it's when it comes to this stuff. The first practice exam that I took of this test, I got a 65 and I was googling and googling what a passing score is and no one knew the answer because they keep that so buttoned up. They're like, "Well, the score ranges from 200 to 800 and our passing score is 450." I'm like, "Well, then that's 55% is passing." They're like, "No, no, 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 no." Because each question is weighted with a proficiency level. So the first question that you answer could be mad easy and worth one point. The next question that you answer could be an expert level and worth 10 points. So you can answer all the easy questions, right? You can answer 75% of all the questions that are easy, right? And still fail the exam because you didn't pass that proficiency level. So that's what I was stressed out most about is like, I don't even know where I stand with all this information because this exam, I got a 65, but one, these questions aren't going to be on the exam. (laughs) And two, I have no idea how the hell I can even pass this because every question is way different. I was stressed. My eye was like twitching hard that day. Like the muscles under my eye were just like, you're going to fail. You're going to (laughs) fail. It was very stressful, but I passed and now I'm all set. And now I'm just like walking around with my chest out. I'm like, I'm certified. What's going on? I own you. No, it, it's it's a cool feeling, but yeah, it was very, very stressful. But it's very controlled, like we were talking about earlier, beyond what it needs to be controlled with. Like the woman was like, "Do you have a smartwatch?" Like, yeah, it regulates. Tells me my blood pressure, so I don't pass out. What do you need my smartwatch for? So you can get in, in, 
answers on it. I'm like, all right, whatever. So I just throw it in my bag, give it to her, and I'm like, just leave me alone for four hours. Yeah, right. It was just so weird. That's so obnoxious. And then I, I'm sitting in the room taking the exam. The walls aren't the walls are very thin, first of all. Mm-hmm. And I hear somebody come out and they're like, Yeah, I failed. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> it, it. Obviously, it wasn't my exam that I was taking, but still, it just put that in the back of my mind like, Oh, yeah, you can fail these. But yeah, it was fun. Now I get to do training every single year to make sure that I hit a proficiency mark every Perfect. single year. Yeah, it's Reoccurring training. Real cool. It's so annoying. Yeah. But we'll see. There, there's cool things in the work for me at work. And uh, that certification was part of it. And it's just only going to get busier from here. So it's exciting. I love it because it's not like we're not busy here. Right. And it's not It's not a bad thing, but we are 100% going to probably be recording Sunday mornings. <laughs> and honestly, I wouldn't be against that. No, because Monday through Friday, it's going to be an absolute zoo. And if there's an emergency on Saturday, then I'd like... What are you going to do? And then we can honestly spend more time with our wives. Like, we might want to consider doing that. The only problem is golf's coming up. And if I have to take cancel at tea time for Sunday morning because we got to record, not going to be a happy camper. We can do the episode then, in the golf cart. How about that? Why don't you just- Hell yeah. Why don't you just golf Saturday then? True. I could. Efficiencies. We could do that. Correct. Or we could do an episode on the golf course. That would be a riot. Maybe. Weather depending. We have a lot of equipment that's not waterproof. Sure do. Yeah. So, okay. Meat and potatoes of this episode. We'll start off with our first topic. How do you feel, Derek Acruso, as a New York State resident slash Erie County resident slash Buffalo resident for paying for part of the Bill Stadium? I hate it. Taxes. Socialism. Um, I mean, I don't mind it. My whole thought process is if I have to pay for this but can guarantee that the bills are going to be here for the next 30-plus years, I'm okay with that. Same. And it's not like it's going to increase my taxes that much. It's not increasing your taxes. Yeah, so who cares? They're not fixing the roads with my money anyway, so it might as well go to a good cause, which is keeping the bills here. Have you heard about the plans for Orchard Park around the stadium? I honestly haven't, and I'm interested. Do you know them? Yeah. Okay, so, so what's up? what they're talking about, the, there's like a superintendent for the town of Orchard Park. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. First of all, all these people are coming out of the woodwork <laughs> for like local radio to talk about it. And um, they're discussing what what happens to the Ralph Highmark Stadium. Yeah. Like, what do we do with it? Like, it's a monstrosity of concrete. Um. Obviously, locals are going to hoard and raid everything and then try to steal a chair for the basement, right? Like normal things. I'd be happy with a brick. Um, Buffalo Happy Hour should get in on that. Take a piece of the field or something. You know 100% it's going to be first come, first serve. <laughs> oh, yeah. So um, Maybe our friend Nate Geary can hook us up. We'll see. I'll, ta- I'll talk to Gearstick. Um, <laughs> the crazy thing about the town is that there's no definite plan yet for the current stadium. Also reason being they have like four more seasons left there before they transition to the new one. So a part of that is they're going to build up around the new stadium. That's the goal. What that looks like is what was answered this morning by the orchard park superintendent. They're talking about pedestrian bridge walkways over Abbott road 
to get to the new stadium. The current stadium would be bulldozed and mm-hmm. hotels, shops, bars, restaurants will be put there. A outdoor playground for kids will be put there so that like parents can drink and their kids can be on a playground waiting for the game. They're going to be doing tours of the new stadium so that fans can have more access to it. They want to have Section 6 football there, which is high school football, at the stadium, lacrosse games at the stadium, concerts at the stadium. They want the stadium to be, quote-unquote, multi-use, um, but the buildup around the stadium is what really is intriguing because then that brings in the conversations of Super Bowls, new stadiums. That's what happens when you get a new stadium. You get a Super Bowl. Are you? We're not going to get one if it's not closed. If this isn't a dome, we're not getting a Super Bowl here. They're not going to leave the championship game up to if it snows that day or not. That's I don't not know, though, man. Happen. I mean, they're you know what threw me up for a loop is the NHL's having outdoor games, which, granted, I understand it's a winter sport. However, so is football. Football's they're not doing a- that for the Stanley Cup, though. Well, right. But the Stanley Cup is immeasurable compared to the Super Bowl regarding ratings and revenue that would it would bring in. Sure. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So they're not so, going to leave a Super Bowl up to winter weather conditions. We're never going to have a Super Bowl here if we don't have a dome. A winter Super Bowl would be amazing. Do you honestly think nationwide NFL viewers and fans of the game would be opposed to a winter Super Bowl? Viewers and fans, no. Players, no. Uh, or Viewers and fans, they wouldn't have an issue with it, and I think that they would love it. But the players and owners and people who depend on their money being made based off if they win the Super Bowl or not, they're never going to do it. That leaves too much to chance. I think it would piss off certain people because if the elements cause a game outcome, if it changes the game outcome, then it might piss them off. I can see that point. But that'd be gnarly. It would be so fun. However, the field's also going to be heated. Yeah, that's cool. So... It's always going to be above fifty degrees to allow grass to grow naturally, but then also it's it's a grass field, so we're you know it's the same system as Green Bay. You know Green Bay's don't well, we have turf right now? Yeah, so we're going horrendous. to grass. Correct. Okay, that's cool. It's player safety's increased, yeah. way less injuries, easier to maintain. Believe it or not, um, and it's just better. Period. Grass is better. It just is. I, I was wondering what they were going to do with like outside um, entertainment and hotels and everything. Because right now, if you want to go to a Bills game from out of town, you're basically going to get murdered at the Red Roof Inn. Like, th- that's your option there. <laughs> you're done. I or there's that weird motel in front of La Galleria. Other than that, you're dead. Yeah, I don't know if it's um, death at Red Roof or if it's an OD. Yeah. But don't worry, because a Dollar General's there now. You know that, right? Yeah. Like, right next to the birds? Yeah. Also, birds? Moving on. <laughs> so, but then the other question is, what do we do with the $1 billion in debt community college in that area? Because this new stadium is like 1.2 million square feet or something obnoxious. So, like... <laughs> What do we do with a community college that's lacking enrollment that has three locations, Northtown City, Southtowns? You have to close that building and demo it. There's no reason. Useless. There's no reason to keep that up. For those that are out-of-state listeners or out-of-country listeners, right, because for some reason we're international, shout-out to our listeners in Madrid. Um, (laughs) 
I, I wish I was kidding. What is our the, next highest outside of the U.S.? I'm going to look that up while you say this. So ECC South stands for Erie Community College Southern Campus, meaning it's in the South Towns right off of Southwestern Boulevard. Kind of just fits, right? This building used to be, correction, it was supposed to be used for a jail was never used for as a jail, became a community college, and... Um, it is Spain. Yeah. Shout out. Second highest. Third highest, India. Little known fact. Today's a weird fact of the day since we are on part two right now. If any listeners in India want to send us a nice spice, let me know. <laughs> uh, so anyways, the, uh, the facility there on good old Southwestern right over there by one bill's drive is useless. Mm -hmm. And now kids don't go there because um, you don't have to. And I think a majority of the traffic on their parking lots is due to the only DMV (laughs) kind of in the South towns. So you could move the DMV. They put the one in the South gate, I think preemptively knowing that they're going to just close that entire, which is like further North of, the other dude, I think there's like a DMV in like Holland or Springville, like oh really, Southern Tier, yeah, where I think four people go a year. Like got my plate. Like most people forget <laughs> to put license plates on their vehicles because it doesn't matter, and you always hit a deer anyways. ECC South didn't specialize in everything. They're like, we got drugs, so if you want to come here, you can come here and get high. But other than that, like ECC North was criminal justice. That that was well, the law enforcement academies there. Yeah, for local municipalities, city was what city specialized in something to architecture or design or something like that some sort of creative elements. That's why we never went there. Um, but South is just, you can take gen ed, we'll teach you about the sexual organs, we'll give you cocaine, and then you can just go home. <laughs> so the ECC South was used as a uh, the porch stairs to enter the house. So it's like, it's the, it's the gateway to get into a real college. Like you use, you're an athlete in high school, you don't care about your grades, period. Like you'd rather just try to have fornication experiences and you're more into working out and playing a sport than you are going to class because Jim, um, not saying that this is at all my experience in life. Yeah. And you go to ECC to increase your GPA by taking math. Not even like algebra, it's right. math. So yeah. you learn how to remove decimals and you do the multiplication tables again. Yeah. And then, then you people, get accepted into a college. Some people can use it, again, not speaking from experience here, to alleviate some of the costs associated with a more prestigious college to get some of your gen eds out of the way. Yeah. But then you go to the prestigious college and they're like, you were taught by a probation officer that was just fired because they were jacking off on their company computer. So I can't take this anymore. What are you going to be able to do with this? You have to take this again. And then they're like, okay. So yeah, it was a debacle. Again, we did not go there.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.